you can be trained to forgive anything. Remember, Nelson Mandela forgave his jailers. No matter how traumatic or bad the event was, you can elevate yourself to a level of understanding and peace where you can forgive anything. Hi, I'm Vishen Lakiani, founder of Mind Valley, the school for human transformation. You're listening to the Mind Valley podcast, where we'll be bringing you the greatest teachers and thought leaders on the planet to discuss the world's most powerful ideas and personal growth for mind, body, spirit, and work. First, I want to bring you back to this quote from Gary Zukov. Let me get to my screen so I can read it. Gary Zukov on emotional cleansing. By keeping your emotions clear, emotional negativity does not reside in you, and you become lighter and lighter. This opens your intuition track because it allows you a clear sense of loving. It brings you closer to unconditional love and renders you harmless. It lightens the quality of your frequency, so to speak, and therefore the guidance that you receive is clear and unobstructed as it enters your system. What Gary is saying here is that when you can clean your emotions, your intuition becomes crystal clear. But it's not just intuition. Every spiritual teacher I've worked with has said that the cleaner your emotional feel, the faster you manifest. In short, luck goes up. Now, we're going to go a little bit deeper. This requires that you clean yourself each day of your emotional impacts. Just as you dispose of your physical body, waste and toxins, so too dispose of your emotional waste and toxins by finishing emotionally unfinished business, by not going to bed in anger, by seeing that you do not feel contaminated emotionally, and by learning to work with and to honor your emotional currents of energy. This is what we're going to be talking about next. Now, in my book, I coined a word called unfuckwithable. The word unfuckwithable is actually an internet meme. I popularized it, rather. I didn't coin it, but it means this. When you are truly at peace with yourself and nothing anyone says or does bothers you and no negativity can touch you, that is when you're emotionally clean. No negativity can touch you. Someone can yell at you. You can be walking down the street and someone says a comment that is vicious. Nothing happens. At the same time, you have no negativity towards anything in the past. Past, nothing. Fears of the future, nothing. That is unfuckwithable. You are truly at peace with yourself. Now, ironically, there have been scientists who have been studying the state. They call it by different names, but what they found is that this unique state can be represented by certain changes in the brain. Specifically, alpha brainwave amplitude that's really high and left-right brain coherence. We're going to come to that in a moment. The question is, how can we put you in a state of unfuckwithable? So here's where the story gets really, really, really interesting. It turns out that there's this one practice, this one practice that has the highest correlation with putting you in this emotionally clean state. And that's what you're about to learn right now. It's called forgiveness. Forgiveness is getting a lot of interest right now from scientists. Studies show that it decreases anger and hostility. It increases feelings of love or what Gary calls reverence. You feel deeply connected to all life. It enhances your capacity to trust. And this is really important. Gary mentioned something earlier. He said, the truly reverent being loves all life. He sees other people, even in their nastiest form, as souls having a human experience. This is trust. Even when someone is wrong or is angry, you can see that they are a soul going through an experience. 
Now, the next thing that happens when you practice forgiveness is freedom from events of the past. So many of us carry baggage from the past. Forgiveness helps you remove this baggage. Next, improve health. I shared a little bit about this yesterday. University of Utrecht found that forgiveness improves your vertical jump. Israel's study found that forgiveness improves your endurance. Other studies show that it relieves back pain. It's crazy how powerful this is. And then it improves from psych- it gives you improvements of- from psychiatric disorders. All of this from a simple practice that you're about to learn. So I got into forgiveness one day when my friend Dave Asprey invited me and famous author J.J. Virgin and entrepreneur pioneer Joe Polish for an experiment he was doing in British Columbia at an institute called 40 Years of Zen. And 40 Years of Zen, basically what they do is they put you in a chamber, they measure your brain waves, and what they're seeking to do is use a concept called neurofeedback to train your brain to operate like the brainwave states of Zen Roshi monks. So again, these Zen Roshi monks, they had particular brainwave states that were measurable. But using biofeedback, you can implant those same brainwave states in human beings. You then sit down with scientists, they analyze your brainwaves, and they show you when you are hitting those ideal states. Those are what my brainwaves happen to look like. Now, here's the really, really, really funny thing, okay? So at 40 Years of Zen, there was this one lady who was scoring crazy high. And I don't mean score like it's a computer game. It was just that they were seeing incredible progress in her. So they would put people into these chambers, and you had to meditate for like four to five hours a day with a computer analyzing your brain. And this one lady just kept her alpha amplitude. The desired state was just soaring. And so the scientists asked her, ma'am, what are you doing? And she says, I don't know. I'm just trying to forgive that asshole husband of mine. Turned out, She had gone through a really, really, really horrible marriage. And all she was doing in these chambers was forgiving her husband. And they noticed that this act of forgiveness was shifting the way her brain was operating. Now, it was for some reason putting her in the same brainway states as the Zen Roshi monks who spent 40 years meditating in an ashram. And so they started bringing more and more people in and studying forgiveness on how it influenced brainwaves. These are some of the rules that they found. The first thing is, you can be trained to forgive anything. Remember, Nelson Mandela forgave his jailers. No matter how traumatic or bad the event was, you can elevate yourself to a level of understanding and peace where you can forgive anything. I read a story in the newspapers last week about a guy who accidentally killed a boy in a car accident. And he beat himself up over it. He became suicidal. He fell into a depression until the parents of that boy invited him to dinner and forgave him. Those parents learned to forgive a man who killed their son by accident. And if you can forgive that, there's a lot that we can forgive. Yet most of us hold on to petty little grudges. Yet with the right approach, you can forgive that. And we're going to teach you this approach. Next, they found that forgiveness frees you. It frees you of negativity. It frees you of worry. For some reason, it improves your physiology. And it gets weirder. We're going to come to the weirdness bit in a moment. Forgiveness, though, doesn't mean dropping the charge. In other words, if someone did something that was criminal, you can forgive them because you see them as a soul that maybe didn't know what they were doing. 
but you don't drop the charge. You would still report them to the police, right? That is our duty in society. So forgiveness is not dropping the charge. Please know the difference. And then the other party does not have to forgive. Only you do. I used to believe that when you're practicing forgiveness, you must get the other person to forgive you as well. You don't have to have any dialogue with the other person. They can be hateful, but that hate will not influence your energy if you forgive them. And finally, they found that if you understand that hurt people hurt people, if you can look at the person who hurt you and understand that to some degree that they were hurt too, your ability to forgive becomes far stronger. This is a form of, of empathy. Neil Donald Walsh wrote a really remarkable book called The Little Soul and the Sun. Uh, Neil Donald Walsh, of course, is one of our Mind Valley authors. He has a program in Mind Valley called Awaken the Species, which is it's, it's really powerful. If you enjoyed Gary Zukov's work, you're going to love Awaken the Species. Members, this is part of your account. Take it. It is a program that goes deep into spirituality, right? But Neil wrote a book called The Little Soul and the Sun, which is really powerful. You can read it in about 45 minutes. It's on forgiveness. Just a little tip for those of you who want to go a bit deeper. And in the book, Neil says, it's important to understand that anyone, including the people who hurt you, are actually there in a larger universal aspect for your own good. God, he says, has sent you nothing but angels. You've been sent nothing but angels. In other words, even the person who hurt you did that act because to some degree you were meant to grow through how you respond to that act. Now, that's a pretty heavy idea. We'll go through that deeper in concepts like in trainings like Mind Valley Pro. We may even bring Neil on to, to educate you on this point. We won't have time for it right now, but I wanted to put it out there. And I want to share this story because this is one of the things that helped me understand how powerful and spiritual forgiveness can be. When I was at 40 Years of Zen, it was a $15,000 program. So there are two institutes that teach forgiveness as a form of neurotraining, BioCybernaut Institute in Vancouver and 40 Years of Zen, which is owned by Dave Asprey in Seattle. Both cost $15,000. They sometimes use the same scientists, very similar approach. But when I was one of these programs, there was a group of students, there were around five or six of us who were taking the class together and we were all put up in a local inn, right? And we would wake up in the morning, have breakfast. And one day as I was having breakfast, I see another student running down the stairs and he's holding up his phone and his, his face is white. He's completely surprised. So I asked him, Tom, what's going on? And he said, my, my, my brother sent me a video. And I said, yeah. And he goes, you don't understand. My brother sent me a video. I haven't spoken to my brother in two or three years. And I go, why? Do you, do you and your brother just don't stay in touch? And he says, no. Vision, this is what happened. When I was 10 years old, my brother raped me. That fucked me up. I could not have normal relationships. I lost my self-esteem. I got hooked on heroin and cocaine. It wrecked my entire life because I was raped by my brother. And I hated my brother. I hated him for what he did to me. But for the last three years, all I've been doing is practicing forgiveness and forgiving him and forgiving him and forgiving him as I'm in this chamber meditating. And he doesn't know I'm doing that because the scientist said, you don't have to have the other person forgive you. But for some weird reason, 
after two years of not being in touch, he sent me a video apologizing for what he did decades ago. Now, right, 40 years had passed. And on that particular day, as this guy was in the chamber forgiving his brother, at that precise time, his brother sent him a video. Was this a coincidence? Or does forgiveness transcend time and space in some way and create healing, not just for you, but for the other person as well? I believe this is what's happening. And this is why I'm such a fan of forgiveness as a practice. One of the things I've realized after conducting well over a thousand interviews with the world's greatest thought leaders in everything from entrepreneurship to spirituality to health and wellness to relationship is that life is enormous and there are so many ways we can make our life better and better in every way, in every single day. If you're successful in just one area of life, you might just suck in another. I've known billionaires whose romantic lives were in shambles. I've known incredibly emotionally intelligent people who just couldn't make money. And that's totally fine. It doesn't matter where you are. Life doesn't have to stay the same forever. You're not cursed or destined to be miserable or unlucky in love or struggling to make ends meet. You were just never thought how to have it all, how to do things differently, how to master the human experience from a mind, body, and soul perspective. This is where Mind Valley membership comes in. When you become a Mind Valley member, you are coached by the greatest teachers in the world. You get to live a life beyond your wildest dreams and learn the best systems, protocols, methods, step by step by step in just 20 minutes a day to get there. You become the man or woman that you've always aspired to be. And this happens in the easiest, most effective way because of the Mind Valley transformational model. Go to mindvalley.com forward slash now. Don't settle for ordinary. Don't settle for your life the way it is now. Aspire to step into your greatness. So here is the technique that uh, you learn when you are in these, these facilities. And this is the technique that I prescribe. This is part three of the six-phase meditation. So if you do the six-phase meditation, you'll notice forgiveness is a core part of it. Forgiveness is phase three. We do a very rapid version of this in the six-phase. What you're gonna learn here is a slightly more extended technique. And again, those of you who are on Mind Valley Pro, we're gonna go really deep in this. I'm gonna teach you this technique, and in one of the months during the Mind Valley Pro curriculum, you're gonna be assigned to go deep using this and clean every part of your energy field. And we'll be there supporting you, right? At the end of it, our goal is to get you to a state of unfuckwithable. Because not only are you then powerful, you have true authentic power, but you find that intuition flows through you like magic. And synchronicity happens. Whatever you want in life just happens. Some people call it the state of surrender, living in surrender. Surrender happens when you can completely clean your field of any negative emotion. And that's what we're doing here. Forgiveness is the most powerful practice for it. So this is what the process looks like. The method is as follow. Number one, you identify the person or act to forgive. So who is it that you're seeking to forgive? Now here's the thing, right? Because you're doing this for the first time, if you are doing this for the first time, don't pick something too difficult. Forgiveness is like a muscle. You start small, you train it. You don't just go straight and forgive someone who, say, physically abused you. That can be challenging. You might start by forgiving, forgiving your boss, 
for maybe not appreciating you, forgiving your spouse for maybe a fight that you guys had, forgiving your children for maybe something that happened. You're going to start with forgiving someone that you genuinely appreciate and love for a tiny incident. As you build up that muscle, you're going to work on greater and greater things, okay? So the first thing is you identify the person to forgive. Now here's the power tip. That person could be a younger version of yourself. I, when I was at 40 years of Zen, I had to forgive younger versions of myself for stupid mistakes I made in business that cost me millions of dollars. I forgave a teenage version of myself for not having the self-confidence that I would have liked to have in those years. You can forgive a younger version of yourself. And if you're doing that, in this forgiveness ritual, you're going to see yourself at that age. It could be a 17-year-old version of you or a 27-year-old version of you. That's part one. Now, part two is you're going to create a space in your imagination. You're going to create an imaginary space where you're going to practice forgiveness. So one of the people I had to forgive was my high school principal. He was an abusive man. And one day, um, I forgot to bring my, my running shots to school. I got punished for that. I was made to stand in a basketball court at 31 degree Celsius heat. That is crazy hot for three hours till I almost fainted. My father was furious. He drove to the school to speak to the principal. The principal, of course, was an asshole. So in one of my forgiveness exercises, I had to forgive my high school principal because he made me so, so, so angry and he abused me as a, as a teenager. Now, Creating the space meant when I saw that scene, when I saw him, I saw that basketball court because that basketball court was that scene. I wanted to forgive him in that space. Now, maybe you do not want to forgive your abuser in the space. Maybe it was a bedroom where something bad happened. You could create a scene such as the top of a mountain or a Greek temple or an ashram, whatever you want. But you're going to imagine that you're in this beautiful space and the person you're about to forgive is in front of you. You then go to the next step where you see them, you see their face, and you read the charge. This is where you are like a judge, and you're reading the charge. So to my principal, I might say, Mr. G, you had a really, really, really awful attitude towards anything that you saw as the slightest violation of a school rule, even if it wasn't malicious, but a student simply forgot his running shots. And putting a young boy, a kid, three hours in the sun, until he almost fainted, was ridiculous. I know you came from a military background. Maybe you thought discipline is, was the way to go, but you made me dread school as a result. And you should never do that to anyone. That's reading the charge. So you're going to read the charge as if you are the judge. That's part three. Now, part four, you're going to feel the anger and pain. Zukov said something interesting. He said, you don't push away emotions. You fully feel it that you feel the emotion from the point of view as an observer. So in my case, like I really no longer feel anger for my principal, but I feel the emotion I felt when I did, right? And if it's something that I haven't forgiven yet, I let the emotion bubble up. And at this point, you can hit your pillow, you can yell, you can scream, just let the emotion come. Do not push away the emotion, let the emotion come. Don't text the person or WhatsApp the person or scream at them, but let the emotion come for two minutes and then you stop. Now, how do you know two minutes? Well, you can set a timer. Uh, what they teach you in these neuro training facilities is if you feel the emotion for two minutes, no more than two minutes. 
and then you stop. And when you stop, this is what you do next. You think of what you learned from the event. What did I learn from standing on that basketball court? I learned that I was much tougher than what I thought I was. What did you learn from that person who cheated on you? What did you learn from that man or woman who abused you? What did you learn from that friend who violated your trust? Odds are you learn something. Michael Beckwith said, we grow through satori moments or insight or we go through kensho or pain. Kensho is growth through pain. And the odds are if you experience pain, you grew somehow. So what did you learn from that event? And then we come to number six. And this is the hard part. Think about how the other person may have been hurt in the past. This is where you see it from their eyes. You remember the phrase, hurt people hurt people. What happened? I think about my principal. I knew that he was a weightlifter in his past life. I knew that um, he came from a developing country where the culture was really, really, really strict. I knew he was a military man. I wonder, did he have an abusive father? Was he put through a lot of strain in the military? As a weightlifter, was he punished by his coach? I think about how he must have been hurt so bad that he believed that hurting other people was the way to set someone straight. Maybe that was his upbringing, his culture. And so you see it from the other person's eyes and you think about how could they have been hurt. It helps if you suddenly reduce them to a child and you wonder what did they experience in their childhood. And then you come to part seven. You see the situation from their eyes. How would they see you? This gets a little bit harder. I wonder, how did my principal see me? Did he see me as a kid who deliberately chose to forget my PE shorts because I didn't respect him? Did he have an issue with respect? How did they see you? And this is the really tricky one because it forces you to develop a really powerful sense of empathy. And now you forgive into love. And forgiving into love means you make a commitment to forgive them and the test is, if you can see yourself hugging them, you're good. And that is really how you do forgiveness. It's phase three of the uh, three most important questions. Um, and, and that's the process. Now, I want to guide you through that. And we're going to do it. The exercise actually doesn't take very long. So we're going to go back through the steps. And we're going to go through this process. You guys ready? And then after this, we'll talk a little bit more about Mind Valley Pro. So, first step identify the person or act to forgive. At this point, you probably already have this person. It may be a younger version of you. Remember, if it is a younger version of you, see yourself at that age. Now, we're going to create the space. And to create the space, what I'm going to do is I'm going to guide you into a relaxed meditation. So, I want you to sit comfortably. Feel free to take off your shoes. If you're driving a car, please don't be doing this or pull over. I want you to imagine your, your scalp relaxed. Feel this feeling of relaxation flow gently downward to your forehead. Feel this feeling of relaxation flow to your eyes. Feel your eyes relax. Feel this feeling of relaxation flow from your eyes to your cheeks. 
your jaw, your neck, your shoulders, your arms, all the way down to your fingers. Feel this feeling of relaxation flow gently downward to your upper body, your lower body, your abdomen, your hips, your thighs, your knees, your feet, all the way down to your toes. You are now in a deeply relaxed state of mind. I want you to imagine that you are in the space where you're choosing to forgive the person who hurt you. The space could be the top of a mountain. It could be your living room. It could be a field. It could be your version of heaven. But see yourself in a space where you feel safe and secure. Call upon your guides or angels to support you in this healing. Now see the person that you're seeking to forgive in front of you. Look at their face. See their eyes, their nose, their mouth. This may not be comfortable, but know that you are safe and you are protected. They are not there. You're simply seeing a representation of them so that you can forgive. Now as you see that face, I want you to read the charge. Tell them, and it's okay to get emotional, what they did to you and how they hurt you. Read out the charge. Now, you get to feel the anger and pain of what you experience. I'm going to give you two minutes. I want you to actually allow yourself to feel that pain, to feel that anger, to feel, to feel how mad you are at them, to feel the pain of what they did to you. You have two minutes. You can yell, you can scream, you can pound your pillow. Now maybe you're seeing a younger version of yourself. Feel the anger or the pain you might have because of a mistake you made in the past. But imagine this younger version of yourself as a younger brother or younger sister. And that you are a wiser version of them. You have one more minute. Stop. Now stop feeling that anger and pain and we go to the next step. I want you to now reflect on what you learned from this situation. Or if this was a mistake you made, a younger version of you made, reflect on what you learned because of that past mistake. Think about new knowledge, new awareness, how you grew, Think about how this act made you the person you are today. Now you move to step six. Think about how the other person may have been hurt in the past. If you're forgiving yourself, think of an experience prior to the event that maybe made you make the wrong decision that you did. 
Try to imagine the other person, the aggressor, as a child. What might they have experienced as a child that made them do the act that they did? What you're practicing here, by the way, is what Gary Zukov labeled as reverence. You are seeing everyone as a soul having a human experience. And in this case, you're seeing them as a soul that's going through a learning that they needed to do. And now, see the act from their eyes. How would they have perceived you? How would they perceive that situation? It may be a wrong perception, but what do you think was going on in their brain, in their mind, during that time? If they were a soul having a human experience, how would they, maybe in a misguided way, interpreting what was going on? See it from their eyes and do your best to forgive them. In the next step, I'm going to ask you to forgive into love, which means getting into a state where you can actually feel, yes, love for them to the point where you would feel comfortable hugging them. Some of you might be ready to do it. Some of you not. And in these methodologies, if you feel you are still not ready to do it, it doesn't mean you will never forgive them. It means you will repeat this process for the next day or the next 30 days until you can. When you can get to the next step, step eight, which is forgive into love and imagine them coming to you and imagine hugging them, you know that you have healed yourself, not them, yourself. You have removed this karmic scar from your energy body. And it will mean that your brain, if we were to study it, will show a shift in its alpha waves and its coherence. It'll also mean that your character will show a shift. If you were to see this person, they wouldn't trigger you. If you were to think about that past situation, you would think about it in a neutral way. This is what emotional cleaning is about. This is what becoming reverent is about. You are up-leveling your spiritual energy by forgiving into love. Now, people who practice this, and those of you who join Mind Valley Pro, I'm going to insist you go through this. Every single day for one year, you're going to spend a few minutes forgiving something in your life till you have nothing more to forgive. And you're going to be unfuckwithable. You're going to find that the ripple effects of being emotionally clean are going to permeate every area of your life. Increase confidence, increase health, better sleep, better mental states, more powerful manifesting, and as Gary Zukov said, clearer intuition. Then we're going to get to the next level where you're going to learn how to communicate with higher intelligence, guides, and angels. But that we're going to dabble with tomorrow. I'm going to teach you. I'm going to give you a quick introduction. Those of you who go deep into Mind Valley Pro, you're going to learn that. Big secret. The reason I was able to build Mind Valley to the size it is is because I have tons of unseen helpers. I learned very early on to call upon unseen helpers to help me in situations. I don't talk about this much because if I were to talk about this, if I wasn't a successful entrepreneur, people would think I'm crazy or I'm hyper-religious. But because I built something really massive, a company that's about to go unicorn, now when I talk about it, people are going to take me seriously. And I want to make sure, like Gary Zukov said, these ideas permeate the world. So you get to look forward to that. Now, I'm going to bring you out of your meditation with a quick count-up, and we're going to come back to the session.
I'm going to count from one to five. At the count of five, you'll be wide awake, feeling fine, in perfect health, feeling better than before. Ready to have an amazing day. One, two, three, ready to open your eyes. Four, five, eyes open, wide awake, feeling better than before, ready to have an amazing day. You just took your first step towards radical forgiveness, and you can repeat this process over and over and over again until you can forgive completely and to love every single person in your life, every version of yourself that may have hurt you at some point. Please share in the comments how you're feeling right now. And remember, if you are practicing the sixth phase, this is what you do very rapidly in phase three. Once you get the process down, it's five minutes. And at a certain point, this will happen in three months, four months, you won't need to forgive anymore. You will get to the next level, and we'll be covering this in Mind Valley Pro. The next level is this. Neil Donald Wall said, the master never needs to forgive because the master understands. You will get to a level in less than one year where you no longer practice phase three forgiveness. There's an advanced phase that you'll be practicing because you reach mastery where nothing bothers you anymore. There's nothing more to forgive because you have reached mastery. The master, says Neil, doesn't need to forgive for the master understands. That is the next level. We'll get there. I'm Vishen Lakiani, and this is the Mind Valley Podcast. If you like the Mind Valley podcast, take the next step. Become a Mind Valley member. Imagine being coached daily by the greatest teachers on the planet. How quickly would you transform your health, your mindset, your body, your relationships? How quickly would you double the size of your company? How quickly would you see your career grow? How quickly would you eliminate any limiting belief that's holding you back and manifest a life that you once thought beyond your dreams? When you become a member, you don't just get access to the greatest education in the world. You become part of a community of 150,000 of the most incredible people dedicated to personal growth. Go to mindvalley.com forward slash now to get started.